Oh, we're in. Here we go. Recording. We're recording. Dun, dun, dun. I believe we're recording. Welcome to Shut Up. 35 minutes of fucking Marvel. I hope I can edit this. <laughs> Welcome to Shut take, Up! Just take me out. <laughs> Welcome to Sustained Nutrition, Chewing the Fat, episode one, 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 one. <laughs> If you're here for gastro games, chewing the fat, <laughs> you've got the wrong podcast. Joe, what are we talking about? We're talking about solutions to problems and the inability to find the yeah. supper room with your foot. Sorry. This is the, well, no, one of the biggest problems I see as a coach with people looking for fat loss. This is quite weird. It's semi-intense. I'm, semi intense. I'm normally not afraid of eye contact. Normally we're stood side to side filming a video, but now we've got eye contact like oh. we're having a real conversation. <laughs> Holding hands. <laughs> so, I've, we've got lost in your eyes you were talking. What, what did you just say? Say again. One of the one of the biggest problems I see from clients is having problems or finding problems but not finding solutions for said problems. Yes. So in case you don't know, me and James worked as nutrition coaches for just over the last three years. So what we do is we speak to clients every day. So we have worked with thousands of people sending us messages and we see trends and one of the main ones that we see and often comment on is people just giving us lists of problems. So they'll send across their food and give us reasons why they've gone off plan. Mostly reasons why they've gone off plan, but nothing in regards to how they feel about that or what they do differently next time. It tends to just be problems. This isn't very helpful. Yeah, for every problem, you need to come up with some kind of solution. Now, whether that's a great solution or whether that's the perfect solution or whether that's even a solution that's going to work, it doesn't really matter. You just need to have some kind of solution, some kind of... Some, strategy that you're going to try again because if you don't try next time something different then exactly the same thing is going to happen and you're not going to get anywhere yeah people are very quick just to say i'll try hard next time or to just dismiss it and say you know i don't want to think about i don't want to dwell on the past i don't want to beat myself up we're not encouraging people to do that you know never will we say why did you have four glasses of wine that is stupid because that is not going to help anyone we're not here to break people and there are times when you know larger alcohol consumption or larger food consumption will be merited but ultimately, the big demographic we deal with is people looking for fat loss. And anytime people consume a large amount of calories in one sitting, it's going to be detrimental to their goal. So you need to make sure the times that you do are worth it to you. And if you're overweight, then you need to find times when it isn't worth it to you and find a solution. If you just come up with the issues that you've had, then ultimately you're not finding any solutions. It's odds on it's something you've done repeatedly, you know, tens, probably hundreds of times eating off plan because you're hungry or tired or emotional or bored or whatever it may be. So you need to find a different solution. And as James said, the first one you come up with you know, may well not be the one that works or it might work some of the time. If you don't look at what you're doing, then it's impossible for you to kind of keep making changes and to, to be successful longer term. Jesus. Right, so yeah, kind of what Joe said there. And another thing. <laughs> what Joe said there, I, t- I totally agree with <laughs> for once. No, like, say, we don't want people to beat themselves up, but in the example that Joe said there, if someone goes out and drinks a load of wine and they regret it, then you don't have to dwell on it, you don't have to beat yourself up on it. You should kind of almost get excited and say, right, so what happened? You know, what worked, what didn't work, what will I do differently next time? So in that situation, you might have just gone out and just said, oh... I'm going to go out and I'm just going to stick to wine or I'm going to go out and I'm going to enjoy myself and that caused you to drink three bottles of wine get really hungover and have a really bad day the next day um, 
so instead of like kind of beating yourself up by it, you just go, right, what can I learn from that? Right, well, next time I need to either kind of limit my drinks choices or I need to make sure I eat before I go out or I need to make sure that I've got, you know, sensible food choices in for the following day when I'm really hungover. And then, so I don't just go on a kind of a beige food fest. So there's always kind of things that you can learn from that. So they would be classic solutions for me would be right next time I'm going to limit myself to having four glasses of wine or I'm going to limit myself to only drinking gin and tonics or I'm going to stop drinking at midnight. Something like that we're going to be, are going to be solutions that are going to impact your results. All of the things James said there as well, just to summarise, are things that can reduce your calorie surplus. So if you've had four glasses of wine, ten glasses of wine, whatever it is, you're going to have taken in more calories than you need. Two glasses of wine. Two minutes. Oh, okay. So, I won't feel it all. <laughs> then you need to find a way to reduce that slightly. So all the things James said are different ways to do that. And ultimately, people will say things like, well, I don't do this very often. But the fact it's been done once means it's probably not the first time it's been done before. And therefore, you'll benefit from finding a solution. So even if it hasn't happened very often, just the process of looking at what you're doing and find, thinking of solutions will be a drastic change for a lot of people because people just aren't used to this as we've seen. You know, it was my belief, because that's how I've operated, that I see a problem and I try and find a solution. But that's not the way everyone's inclined, everyone's different. And this is what you learn when you coach people is you see the different patterns that people have. And this is the one that we see probably more than any other. Yeah, everyone has problems. Just more successful people find solutions for them. So you can work kind of reactively, like we just said. So you try something or you something happens, then you look at what happened, then you provide a solution for that. Or you can work proactively. So you can look at all your obstacles that are kind of coming up, whether that's you know unsupported partners, mother-in-laws that like to feed you too much, um, events that are happening, you're going away for weekends and stuff like that, and you can kind of look to proactively to provide solutions there so that you know you can fire those when you need to. I think maybe a closing point, if we've not got long left, would be just to take ownership of everything. And my kind of thing I want to kind of almost call people out on is if you've got a problem, then I've probably got a solution for it. So you'll find people will say, well, there's no, I couldn't have done anything different, or they'll, they'll say things. There's and nothing say, I can learn from yeah, that. Yeah, exactly, as if, as if there is no physical way on earth they could have got around it. You know, we did a talk recently and James said to a lady, said, if I offered you a million pounds to not have a Twix next time someone offered it to you, would you be able to do it? Of course you would. And that's because you've got sufficient leverage. You've got a real purpose and a real reason to do that. And ultimately, something's going to come down to mindset. A lot of it's going to come down to your mindset and your ability to challenge your assumptions. So people will say, there's nothing I could do differently because that's what they believe. But you need to be able to challenge that and to look past it and look at what you could have done. Crookie. <laughs> but like on the other hand as well, like it, we're not saying that people have to be one hundred percent on plan, eating well, you know, creating strategies to limit this and restrict that all the time. It's fine for you to go out and get absolutely legless and eat ten pizzas, you know, and this do good to know. Yeah, do whatever you want. You just have to, like Joe said, kind of accept the choices you've made and kind of accept the consequences but just go be realistic <laughs> it is, if, it is yeah, if you go for a meal out and you have a starter a main course a bottle of wine a dessert a cheese board a liqueur coffee that's cool it's just food Solid. but then you just have to then go alright I accept it this week I'm probably not going to lose any weight or you know this might have put me a couple of days back just accept it just take ownership of your choices and you know be realistic about your goals yeah, nice, nice point there. It's probably my, my second last point is uh, I don't really care what people eat, really, you know, because people who come into us for fat loss, often they're not coming to us because they want to eat an absolutely perfect micronutrient balanced diet. 
So someone can have four glasses of wine and you know whatever it is on a weekend and they can still lose weight and that's what matters. And ultimately the line I'm gonna draw is, is when people don't get results and to say, the food choice you're making is stopping you getting results. Don't get me wrong, if someone comes in and they have four glasses of wine, I'll say, you know, could you have sufficed with two or three or could you have had gin and tonics? But if they say no and they lose weight, then that's cool with me. You know, get away with as much as you can. Make that diet as easy as possible for you to stick to and enjoy your life. It's when there's that disconnect between decisions being made and people not being happy with their results. Like you can't have both. You can't have up the whole cake and lose weight and be happy with both those decisions. So that will wrap up uh, episode one of Chewing the Fat with Sustained Nutrition. Not Gastro Gaze. <laughs> Shout out to Gastro Gaze. I like your nickname. Yeah, we might have to give him a listen. So, yeah, that was. We're going to be back. This should become a regular feature so long as this recording went well and people listen to it. I'm not left in control of doing the next one. Right. Good night. God bless. It's time to clean this mess. And Fenton says goodbye to